many people. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive, Andy. Happy week six. Uh, yeah, hope your week's going better than uh, the Miami Dolphins, who... Uh, look to be heading into a very pivotal game to save their season with Skylar Thompson as QB1. Um, how's everything going for you, man? Yeah, better than that. I don't know. It's been a, <laughs> it's a nice, crisp fall here. I know oh, I'm not nice. on the Oregon coast like some, but it's been lovely here. Um, we are going to get that dog, but apparently I have to wait a couple weeks, which is honestly, mm. I feel like a child. Like, ugh. I have to wait. Like, oh, you have to wean it off its mother, and oh, it's a puppy. <laughs> and, and, and we got to take it to the vet yet and get shots. But so, don't get it. And also, and I've mentioned this before: Disneyland World, Euro Disney, anything Disney, Helen, or honestly, any theme park. Just don't like waiting in line. I'm not going to pay mm-hmm. that amount of money to wait in line, even with Fast Pass. It sucks ass. So, family, I'm sending them to Disney World or whatever one's in Florida, and I'm not going with. Oh, so wow. Gonna, I'm gonna, God, no, a, a you get a vacation though. from your family? So I get, oh, I yeah, get I, I get to, I get to Andy home versus for family time. Yeah, just, oh, my God. And it sucks. Hopefully, it's like maybe you have a little bit of a late. Uh, it warms up a little. I get to do some hammock time. But uh, I'm just going to read in silence without children bugging me. I'm going to cook food I like. And, uh God, it's gonna be awesome. Lean into the Tom Brady and get a little uh, plastic surgery and some hair. Yeah, also my cheekbones will be like <laughs> jutting out, like goddamn horns. Um, I love it, man. All right. Either way, I'm I'm pumped. I have some positions already. I didn't. Oh, think you do. I, loved, I didn't think I'm I gonna be riding it. your positions then. I think. I, I think I think we're gonna talk you into a, a couple of spots. I think okay. that you would have liked or will like. But let's just <laughs> let's just fire off into it. Thanks for everyone joining us in the chat. Um, I'll remind you a couple times. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe thumbs up. if you're not. Um, enjoy, enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. And we'll start with, my God, fucking the Commander's Bears game. I forgot this is just going to, like, I all this excitement. Look at that. <laughs> Look at this. The shower fart graphic is the on The shower screen. fart graphic. Oh, my God. Is this a sneaky over? That's what everyone's asking themselves. Yeah, I think so. Right? So... There is a case to be made for teams don't mind throwing at the commander's corners, going over the top a little. The Bears just don't throw the ball. That's what worries me. It's like, will they will they try to take advantage of this at all, or will it just be, hey, we're going to throw the ball the least amount of times humanly possible all year long and just lean on you know our running backs and our running quarterback? But, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of strong takes on either of these teams. The Commanders still have less than wild. I mean, granted, like the Dallas game, that was a bad matchup. Like, that was that was a bad, hey, we're going to face a nasty pass rush and we're not going to be able to do a whole lot against this run game. So I get, I get losing there. But this is like a winnable game for both teams. If either one of these teams wants to, like, salvage the season at this point this is kind of a this is kind of loser goes home 
and I will be 100% cheering for the Commanders. I have Bears season win total unders. Oh, yeah. Same. Uh, and same. Uh, I think Wentz is on the hot seat, would you say? Yeah, not only that, uh, like he was on the injury report a little. And then, yeah, the, when pressed into, I, I believe the, the exact quote, I don't know, but the quote was something along the lines of, why are all the other teams in the division doing so well and you're not Ron Rivera? And he just said quarterback, which is, so I don't know if that creates some sort of schism. We haven't used the schism word in a while. I, I, when was the last time we were schisming? Was it the Giants during one of their old coaches? There Remember was definitely there was the some schisming. The, there was definitely the some, some, yeah, there was some schisming there. Um, I mean, there's some schisming. In yeah, Washington. you can't you can't yeah. say something like that about your starting quarterback and then expect it everything to be cool. So, who knows what's going on? Especially there. not a guy who you've been together with for four games <laughs> or five games. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, you, these guys have been to war together <laughs> for, for, for very long. Uh, yeah, Mickey Hill hitting um, here. Tool circa nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that was that was kind of a jam. Oh, that was a great. Did it? Did it? Um, all right. Well, I think. This is an over or pass. It's a commander's or pass. Um, this is definitely a sneaky over game where people are like entertained by the silliness, even if it's not that good. Um, neither of these defenses are as good as their record with, you know, their, their, uh, their, their stats would suggest. Um, yeah, there should be some points here, but I don't have a lot of other takes on this one. Let's keep moving. <laughs> Yeah, like when you say, hey, there could be some shenanigans or whatnot, like, hey, maybe a pick six, a defensive touchdown. uh, Fumble six for both teams. Or or even just a a turnover that leads to really good field position or a broken play or two. That's not the kind of stuff that's predictable unless we can sit and look at, you know, maybe some real advanced stats. And we don't have big sample sizes on either of these teams. Not going to play it. Link Calhoun says 5-1 DFS builds for this one. I get down with that. I don't I like uh, that. know which team he's deciding to go. Probably both. I think that probably Commanders good. you do. and Yeah, you do both. Uh, you do both. You do one where you have both defenses and one of the defenses is Captain 2 probably, right? You could. I, I do both versions of that. Like where yeah. it's like, hey, oh my god, this defense had like three picks and a touchdown. So. That was the one that Lou won with last week. Uh, Jaguar uh, Lou won with last week uh, when there was no touchdown scored. He won the Millie. So, uh, all right, well, let's talk about Sunday's game. Let's start with the Bucks at the Steelers. Uh, this is an interesting one because Tampa Bay's offense has shown you nothing to warrant any type of road favorite status of over two, you know, of two scores here. Um, that said, they've taken money. Uh, as limits went up, this got bet from eight to nine at Chris. The total has been bet up as well from 42 to 44. Don't get that. <laughs> this looks like a under spot if I've ever seen one, because I think the Buccaneers can cold the Steelers to three points. Not unlike the bills did. Doesn't it sort of feel like the opening game of the, um, was that, was that the Sunday night game week one, the Cowboys Tampa Bay game? Yes, it was. Where it's like, oh no, this D, this offense just doesn't have much going on because there's been some injuries. Yeah. The wide receiver, Dak, Dak. I will say, Dak is better than Kenny Pickett. He's healthy. Yes, so you have better quarterback. The Dallas defense right now is better than it was in Week One. Like they've they've progressed. I will see how Mike is doing. That's important, but um, like 
that that was a that was a defense that held held the Bucks to a, a fair low amount, and then the Bucks just kind of cruised. I think they probably could have scored some more there in the second half of that game, but it feels like the same kind of game plan where it's you know last week we saw a team that's just gonna baby girl put it on me like hey we're gonna if you're gonna let us we're just gonna score four that, points. Did they even get the? They didn't even hit the over in that game, did they? Because it was thirty eight three. Yeah, it was 38-3. 41 points was definitely under. Yeah, that's a... But, I mean, it, it opened the door to, oh, shit, garbage points can take this over. We didn't get them. I don't think that's... This is a better defense. Like, Tampa yeah. Bay is a better defense. Healthier, healthier for sure. Hel- healthier defense. Well, especially in the current iteration with what Buffalo's been dealing with with some injuries. Oh, God. Um, that defense against a rookie quarterback? Whew. I get the I, I get the I get the move on Tampa, but I don't get any move to the over here. This looks like an under, and in fact, it's at forty four. I'm gonna probably play it. Yeah, I'm I'm fully I and I don't understand the love in the market for Buccaneers at a big number two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe this one makes a little more sense. It's not like this mm-hmm. offense has been squirrely yeah. yet. It's a and it is an opportunity. You know, we talked about this in the last game. This is a spot where here's a quarterback who, during his very young career, is very willing to throw interceptable balls all over the damn field. I do worry about that a little if he sets, you know, Tampa might be cruising, cruise mm-hmm. control, let's just run the ball, cake it easy. But if they're giving the ball at the 10-yard line, things are going to get bad. I think that man, I, I, I thought we'd see over money on this. Honestly, well, you, I mean, you have it was a uh, 42 sure, sure, sure. two days ago, uh, yeah. same limits anyway. Um, the Tampa money's probably martingaling <laughs> the third week in a row. Tampa's been bet pretty aggressively. No. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get paid on Tampa and then move away, move off of them at long last. Um, there's a good point by half. If you want to bet Tampa, I'd almost rather have that team total over than the, than the spread, okay. Like that's, I like that. that's that's not uh, crazy. I'm just I'm hoping Tampa plays well. I don't really I don't really have a strong take on this game. And the nope. Steelers the Steelers are they're really uh, really bad, but they're trying so I, hard. I do have this in a teaser. I will say like it's a road favorite, which you're not supposed to love as much as I do. But like Tampa fucking this up seems just so unlikely. <laughs> Because their defense is so strong. They don't have to score a lot of points to cover this teaser. Like, right. I don't want to be laying eight, eight and a half, but we'll circle I'd, back on secret pod play Steelers team total under at the end yeah, of this. One I do I do have look. I do have the Buccaneers in a teaser here. So I it's a long spot. I know those have been kind of rough this year, but that is with with the injuries to you know, obviously Watt out and then injuries to Minka and then other parts of the front seven. Like this defense is probably middle of the pack or worse. So I think Buccaneers just go down, get their 14, 17, 20 points, and then stomp on the brakes with Lenny and playoff Lenny takes him home. And this is an ugly, you know, this could be just an ugly 24 to three game. Hopefully, hopefully it's an easy one. So teasers, are, they're coming back. Don't worry guys. And we're on to Cincinnati, which is being played in new Orleans. I like it, man. Um, so this one's interesting. Uh, the we saw a pick at a pick'em on the open. It's been bet up to two and a half, and then there was a little bit of buyback on New Orleans to two. Um, 
total's been bouncing two way. People took the 44 and a half under, and it's just been kind of fluctuating there around 43 and 44. Um, do you know who the New Orleans quarterback is going to be for this game? It's, I think it's still just trending Andy with, uh, with Taysom hanging out, but like there's been a lot of uncertainty and then they just throw out news and people, people are like getting way too excited about some of this news where it's like, Oh, two is a practice. Like motherfucking two is not playing guys. It might not even be Teddy. We're going to find out, but Winston did practice. Um, a lot of saints did not like I, he was on the practice field today, so maybe and that that's I don't know, maybe that's why we saw some action here. I don't know if it makes a huge difference if he's still kind of dinged up. Like I said, I had this I had this inkling before he actually went out that like his injuries were the back injury was hurting him more than we thought, and it was affecting his throws. So like if Jameis is in, I I think I like the Saints less than with a, a perfectly fine backup right now who's playing within the system. And honestly, if they're going to just use Taysom Hill as this ridiculous um, weapon out in space, because he's a huge friggin' dude. Like, if you have him and Kamara and you start to get some of these healthy, it's going to be a fun offense. They have a, you know, a semi-shutdown corner. This team can beat a lot of good teams just – Right now, I'm, I'm not betting into this game, not understanding what they're going to be doing at quarterback, and then with several other players missing practice on a Wednesday, Michael Thomas being one of them. So, it's uh, yeah, the, the injury report was kind of dire for a couple of teams today. Keeping up with this has been a pain all season, but it did sound like, you know, he actually did go out there and practice, and he was playing through pain. But there's ways to mitigate that with uh, needles and drugs that are fully, not like cheating, like that shit's fully legal. You can do whatever you want. Toradol's fine, but that's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of injury uncertainty. If, like, let's say everyone is healthy for this offense, I don't know. What do you think of the Saints pass rush? Because that's the real bugaboo. It's almost, it's almost as simple as that with the Bengals. Like, hey, here's the Bengals. If, uh, if it's a nasty pass rush, Burrow's going to have issues. If it's not, then they're probably going to be able to get the offense moving. And I don't have New Orleans as a very good pass rush this year. So probably a stay away from me on this one. Yeah. And I think for what it's worth, the Bengals offensive line is looking a little more cohesive. They're playing a little bit better. Um, mm, nothing major that scares me off of Dalton the back of the Bengals game. in this spot. Dalton revenge game, yeah. Um, and this is a good point too. Saints teaser leg, home dog, lowish total. I don't hate it, but I don't. I just don't have a good read on the Saints and who they are right now. I at don't. All. And if if their pass rush is uh, like, if you go look at, I've looked at a couple different metrics, and if you just simplify it and look at where PFF ranks them, and they have twenty fifth ranked pass rush, mm. they have this defense overall fourteenth. Like they, they do have decent coverage, obviously. So it's, I don't know. If you can't get after Burrow, I'm not super excited about backing this team even at home. Don't mind it as a teaser leg. Don't have a strong feel in this total at all. I would not take them Saints, on the teaser the Saints leg are like just the last. because I, I wouldn't take them on the teaser leg just because of the cornerback injuries for New Orleans. Right now we're seeing questionable for both Lattimore and Paulson Adebo. Uh, 
they're going to need both those guys healthy and strong in order to defend the passing attack of the Bengals, I think. So if the, if the saints just no show because of exhaustion and injury, then this could be one way traffic Bengals. A good so. uh, quote from our guy, Shane Spellman. I've never put him on the screen before. I don't think heard PFF talking about New Orleans prone to explosive plays. I guess that makes sense. If you don't have, you know, if you don't have a good pass rush, yeah. you're going to get beat over the top. It it's works as one kind of, well-oiled machine when a pass rush can help out coverage and coverage can help out pass rush. So he says, seems to be a big advantage since he, especially with a weak pass rush. I do worry about that. Like if this defense is injured and playing poorly, that teaser leg could go up in flames. If uh, the Bengals offense is doing what it did last year, Uh, Higgins held out of practice. I think I worry that he doesn't play. So yeah, that really does throw a wrinkle in betting this one pass. Let's keep moving. Jags Oh, yeah. Here's two more teams we have really good reads on. Um, Rematch. There is something to this, though. Like, uh, and again, it's been through, what, three or four different coaches for the Jaguars. But the Colts have really struggled with the Jaguars historically for reasons unknown. I don't know. They got shut out 24-zip. This is weird to have a rematch so soon. It's usually in Jacksonville that they suck, though. Yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of the games, though. And, yes, this one is at home. Um, and there's another one, too. It's been Leonard in and out. I don't think Leonard plays. I think no, that's I don't important. Um, How about JT? I, I'm i not super psyched for him to play. I don't know. I didn't have a, I'd have a strong upset. Maybe somebody has a, a Jonathan Taylor update, but. I think this is Jags or pass, and I know I'm a, a Jags. Too many Jags games this year. Yeah, I'm a Jags, a Jags stand uh, through and through. So uh, this has been a weird stretch for them, sitting in that two and three, and I grade them as by far the best team in this division. Yet they're a game behind the Titans, and this is all of a sudden like sort of a do or die game for them to win the AFC South and go to the playoffs this year. Um, so I basically already have a bet on the Jags. Interesting market because the Colts were. What was the Colts' price on the road week two? They were f- like, favorites, right? Yeah, they were favored in that game. They closed. That one was funny because they were four-point favorites on the open. A bunch of guys all of a sudden decided that they weren't playing, including Pittman, and it flipped across three, which was a big-ass move that early in the season. Jags comfortable win the whole time. This one's interesting that uh, basically going back – the other way and saying that the Jaguars are the better team by a little. Yeah. And probably another good teaser leg. If you like uh, a home. Oof. Extra rest uh, for the Colts. Extra rest. But man, it just Matt Ryan really does seem lost. Like not just, Oh, he's slow. It's like, no, he's making bad reads. He's making bad decisions and he's had a bunch of injuries around him. So everything's kind of gone poorly for what they had hoped to be a, an improved yeah. offense this year. like The frisky pass rush, Josh Allen maybe gets after him. Yeah, this is Jags, I think, is the side. Yeah, I'm scared of teasing all these short home dogs. I basically already have I basically already have a Jags bet with all my Jags future money out there, so I'm going to pass on this one. No opinion on this total. 41 Holt and a half looks low. I lose but... sleep at night knowing the Titans are leading the division. Yeah. 
It's, it's not a good team. Gross. It's yeah. um yeah, it's a really really bad division right now. New England at Cleveland. Here's one I bet Sunday, and honestly, I would still bet this over. Okay. I, I looked uh, again. I'm terrible at the weather. I looked and looked and looked. You're never gonna have like oh, it's sixty with not a not even a little bit of a breeze. Like this is on the goddamn lake. Not even one of the good Great Lakes. It's like the worst Great Lake. So, I mean, you're always going to have wind coming off the lake. The stadium's right there. You get in that crosswind sometimes. It's never going to be perfect weather in Cleveland. Um, I guess it was nice the one time I went there. I went to a ball, a baseball game. But there's always going to be some wind in the stadium. So, you know, I get that. But at the same time, I don't know how the wind is going to affect Ramondre Stevenson's running. Like, if it's a little not breezy, going to. I think he's going to be fine. He's yeah, it's been highly efficient running the ball for the Browns, and then they have not been able to stop anyone who's been handed the ball in the backfield or pitched the ball or you know, shoveled the ball. If someone's running at them, they've been very bad at closing, they've been bad at like tackling, they've been bad at taking the angle, just like all the things you can do to stop a ball carrier. Like I have them as one of the worst uh, run defenses in the league right now, and we saw that last week where there was 450 yards rushing in that game. Yeah, and truthfully, it's kind of the same thing. This is the second verse, same as the first. The Patriots' rush defense is not all that great. It is mm-hmm. certainly better than the Chargers. I don't know if we get to 450, but we can get to 350 combined between Chubb, Hunt, Ramondre, and whatever else we throw at them. And the red zone efficiency. Yeah, the red zone efficiency. I think he's, I think he's banged up, or well, no, that's Williams. Harris is questionable. You're right. Jacoby Myers is questionable. Aguilar is questionable. Mac Jones questionable. I don't think he goes. This is the Bailey Zap show for the time being. They're arguing um, about which is the best Great Lake in the chat, and Al Cervic has it. It's clearly superior. Yeah, yeah superior. Name, right? Obviously, it's in the name. Um, Cleveland's uh, entire D-line is on the injury report. Denzel Ward as well. Uh, yeah, both. both. Uh, I mean, this is, like you said, this is all things, you know, running, uh, you know, all green light in the running game for both teams. That should have balanced success uh, and uh, plenty of points. So, yeah, over 43 and a half. I agree Here's with you. Here's a fun hypothetical. Let's say Deshaun Watson practices with the team all summer plays half of game two in the preseason, takes the snaps of the ones through all of camp and plays. Are they five and oh, they yeah, haven't really for sure. paid, they, especially just, for sure. Like, I, I think Dan Kelly's right here. I think they, well, five and their oh. defense was more of the problem than the games they lost. I know, but it's still like the, the offenses takes on it probably a different level at that point. And they're able to they're able to keep pace with that shitty defense. They I'll might have some you, games that land in the seventies, but they're four you, and one. You know who that who that uh, team would really remind me a lot of, like the twenty nineteen Texans. <laughs> like it would be the same sort of shit. They're playing games into the forties, and Watson's probably winning a lot of those. Um, yeah, interesting market uh, moving off of three. Uh, so there is some support for the Pats. People I, uh, I, I get that. fired up about that team after what they did last week, which was really impressive. Um, tough to do that back-to-back weeks, though. Uh, let's move on. 
Nasty yes. travel spot, but yeah, I'd I'd bet this over up to forty four. I'm on over forty two. I'm on over forty two and a half. I'm willing to add more. Honestly, I like this one. It's probably my favorite bet on the board. So, um, I'm with you. And we, truthfully, we are there, there was there was weird movement to the under on the Browns last week, which was not rewarded in the least. So, no. I was surprised there was not a resistance this week. Honestly, yep. Uh, Jets Packers is the Packers play a, a dog shit team from New York for the second week in a row. Are they going to lose again? <laughs> this time they're actually at home instead of home away from home. Um, what is the, uh, what is the market telling us about this game? The uh, fact that the Packers, uh, you know, had no real support last week and then lost outright. Uh, and then you're seeing this come off of seven and a half to a flat seven. Uh, today with limits up uh, is noteworthy. I think um, Jets backers are out there it's taking value with bets with this team. Still, um, the Packers defense is extremely fraudulent. Apparently, uh, yeah. Um, but we, this is we, we know under. Whoa, this is down from forty six and a half to forty five. We know like defense can be less than sticky at certain points. Like you know that that happens where. Hey, this is, you know, they were good last year, but they're not getting the bounces there this way. And, uh, you know, some of these guys are aging out, especially the speed positions at the corners. And sometimes it just happens where a defense is suddenly way worse. And the Packers right now, like the two biggest downgrades I think I've done this year are the Packers defense and the Rams offense. Yes, those are good ones. Like, those are just instant. How far can I have this team falling from my priors? And you have to be willing to. But right now, the Packers aren't a bottom five defense, but fucking A, they're knocking at the door. And the Jets have found some rookies who can play. Let's see, uh, Brees Hall is going to have big yardage like that if he's super wide open on some of those passes again. But maybe it, it, it might be an easier test for them. I'm not saying they win again. This is a tough place to go play, but the, the Packers doing the same thing as we saw last week, opting not to take the bye week, the early bye off the London game. So they're coming off a weird travel spot and just losing in a game they were kind of in control of to start with. Couldn't do anything on offense in the second half. I I don't know if just like Rodgers is just not as good as he once was, or it's just a lot harder when you don't have the receivers you need. He's quickly started to go away and Watson's hurt now. So he's not, I don't think he's, he might not even play, but that he started doesn't matter to, to the line. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't. He's just started to cycle away from the young guys anyway, where it was like, Oh shit. Like over half the targets were Lazard and uh, Cobb all of a sudden. So God, dude, if this, he can't, the fact that he couldn't get it going against that giants defense was really bad. Uh, man, if he can't do it against the jets now, then, this team is really, really in a tough spot. Um, I got to just watch these games. I don't have a good read that the Jets are a bet on team yet, but the market thinks they are. Yeah. Now, Interesting two-way action on this total. Yeah, I took I took some over. So I did take some over here because I do believe the Jets' offense has been efficient enough now that they've figured out you know, how they're using Hall, how they're using – they have some good receivers. 
sometimes a good receiving core can make a quarterback who probably not going to make it long-term in the league as like a high-end quarterback can make him look decent. I think this Jets offense is kind of fun. And the Packers at home in a deficit, that's a beautiful game script to get me to like 50 points in this one. If the yeah. Jets can, if the Jets can attack it, what is it? What I believe, and I think we all believe to be a shitty defense and score 21, 24 points. Like, do you, do you really think we see what we saw in the second half again, where the Packers just can't do anything? The last so, Jets, the last Jets Packers game went to overtime, like 44 to 44. You remember that game? That was a crazy one. Um, so, yeah, it's as Patrick said, the Jets have a bet on offense. I like the plus seven. I just like the over a little more. So I have some over, and I don't even think I have the best number. I have an over 46. Is it seriously down to 45 and a half? I'm going to check what Chris uh, has 45, right 45, but it's juiced to minus 115 right now. Jesus, yeah, this is getting this is getting bet hard the opposite way. which Two-way. Pretty aggressive two-way here. Whatever. Uh, I'm on this over. I, I really do think we get a game script where the Jets are aggressive and score some points early and forces this Packers offense to get moving. So I like this over. All right. Sorry. The last one went to overtime 38-38. Packers won 44 Yeah, 44-44 is ridiculous. <laughs> they won 44-38. That would have been uh, That was in 2018. Uh, you want to guess who the quarterbacks were in that one? Aaron Rodgers went for 442, two touchdowns, ran for two. Fitzmagic? Sam Darnold, 341 for three touchdowns uh, in that game for Sammy D. Um, All right, Uh, let's move on. Ravens, I like your overlook. Ravens, Giants. Uh, You've seen an interesting line open here from three out to five and a half for Baltimore. Now, it was a juicy three on the open, and that lasted no time at all until it was three and a half. But then beyond to blow by four and four and a half all the way to five, five and a half is pretty interesting. Um, That would almost indicate to me that Daniel Jones is not right and someone knows. What is your read on that big of a move for this game? Yeah, that kind of checks out. There's some injuries here that are keeping me away from this game. Uh, I don't know what you think of this Giants offense, but I certainly don't think, or excuse me, defense. I certainly don't think it's a defense that is going to repeatedly stop a, you know, an Aaron Rodgers led offense for an entire half of football. That was that was odd because I it don't was, have them, yeah. I don't have them graded out well. They're starting to get some, you know, they're starting to get some pieces together. It could be a middle of the pack off defense, but I have it below average right now. And if if Dobbins Dobbins looks good, so right away coming back, he looks good. I guess if I'm a if I'm a Ravens backer, if I'm someone who is just a Ravens fan, I'm happy that Dobbins took those first couple weeks off and got fully healthy. So he's got bursts, he's got pop right now. Lamar a uh, little rough at the end of the game, made some bad decisions, but over the course of the season. He's been great. Like, I think this Jets or this Giants defense kind of gets scorched. Uh, there's a decent amount of games where the Ravens come in here and just run the ball at will and really put this one to bed early. Yeah, I think that that is very much possible. So 
One thing I'll piggyback on your point there. Um, the Giants are missing a bunch of import. They're thin defensively as mm-hmm. it is, and they could be without Leonard Williams, Adoree Jackson, and uh, Aziz Ojolari. Like those are kind of their three best defensive players. They're only three good defensive players. Uh, so that may be what's driving this more than Daniel Jones himself. Uh, Sack Barkley also questionable. He's going to be limited, but it's a shoulder he probably gets, probably goes. There's still no wide receivers available for the Giants. Uh, yet this got bet up from 44 and a half to 45. I agree with you. I think Baltimore, maybe Baltimore first half might be a look. What do you think of that? I kind of like that. I think you could probably get like a, a three. Yeah. Um, and yeah, here's a good point where people are talking about flying back from the London game. This is a real small sample size, but those two games had 51 and 71 points scored mm. in them. The Saints mm. defense didn't look like they were willing to do much of anything against uh, Gino. Vikes defense gave up 22 to the Bears. A lot That's of it in point. the second half. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'm even more worried about this overs. Giants defense. All overs in the Green Bay and the Giants game. Is that what you're getting at? I might Just be parlay a couple alt overs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and look at this. Over what if 47, we, over 47. Remember what I did with the Eagles last week? What if we did that again where it was uh some people made a case for first half. Um first half Ravens. I'm trying to find them now. Jesus, I can't read when they when they put it all like this so close together. I must have to just control F the shit. First half team total over. What do you think we have for that? For the Ravens? Hmm. Yeah. 13 and a half? First quarter? I don't want that. Oh, um, first. Oh, God. They did 12 and a half, 135. I don't want that. Uh, I, want thir- I don't want that. But uh, no. maybe I'm going to keep looking around. I think I will be backing the Ravens early like that. I haven't, I'm nothing yet, though. Okay. All right, uh, Ravens are pass over pass for me there. Maybe yeah, this um, is maybe a parlay. Jets and Ravens team total over parlay. The fade London, ooh, fade London, the London calling King George the Third parlay. That'll be a fun little uh, secret team secret pod play. I like I've never it. Done a parlay. Um, do you need to read a an ad, or can we move on to like nope, install? I got. I got We're nobody. Good. This today it's brought to you by King Venom vape cartridges. I love it. We don't um, make them. We don't make the juice. We are not liable. <laughs> so. Vikings at the Dolphins is uh, is a tough one. Uh, this was going to be one of the better games of the week when we thought it was going to be Teddy or Tua. It is not, and it is going to stink. Uh, Vikings are out to three and a half. Although the likelihood that they win by three and break the hearts of anyone who lays three and a half seems very live to me. <laughs> uh, Vikings continue to win and not cover is going to be one of my favorite side plots to follow all, yeah. all for first three quarters of the season. Vikings, Vikings are um, nine and two, um, three and eight against the spread. Yeah, that's. I think you spoke that into existence last <laughs> week, and it is going to come out. to pass. It is yeah. going to come to pass. Um, total down to 45. I mean, Skylar Thompson looked real, real, real bad. He was doing a lot of one-dimensional offensive stuff. I don't know how they get to the deeper part of the playbook. Um, you know what? I and now, and now you have a comment. team that's going to prep for him. And now you have a team that's going to prep for him. And, oh, by the way, the Dolphins don't get to play ping pong anymore. Um, when that story came across the wire that the captains took the ping pong table out of the locker room, I, my the funny, like crazy first reaction was literally, are they getting concussions playing ping pong? <laughs> like, what? 
why would they get rid of the ping pong table? And it's literally Changing like, oh, away. so they can, so they can focus on prep more. Like, like the prep has anything to do with this. Like your quarterbacks are concussed and out of games. Like that's the problem guys. Um, so, uh, what is your read on your hometown Vikings in this particular spot? Vikings. This is yeah. another one. Like, I don't know Some where you had defenses. them. To s- yeah, I don't know where you had Miami to start the season, but I had higher hopes for oh, this defense. By a lot. I a lot. And I even held on to that through them getting, you know, they went through the gauntlet of quarterbacks. Yeah. And it didn't matter. I've seen some some bad play by this defense. I have them below average, not by a ton, but I had hoped to have them a lot higher than there. They're another one I've had to downgrade quite a bit. And uh, they said, I think we actually got a decent amount of clarity today. There's just no chance to his playing. He joined the team today. He's going to throw the ball a little, but he's not ready. Uh, and then they said, Teddy, if he clears concussion protocol, will dress will be on the team, but he'll be dressed as the backup. Like they pretty much just said it's it's Skyler. So Skyler ten. And that's where you did see the move. It was a reasonable three this morning and now it is moving pretty healthy. There's a there's a case to be made for Dolphins. There's a case to be made for Dolphins live. The Vikings have not been great about closing games. They're ahead in and they have not been uh you know the the comeback games against the Bears and Lions. Like, are the Vikings actually good? I know we already kind of alluded to that with the ATS thing, but you know the Packers game was, hey, we don't have any wide receivers yet, so this is going to be fun to try to win a game like this. Vikings got out to a nice little lead, didn't do shit after that. Had to come back versus the Lions. Had to come back versus the Bears. Probably didn't deserve to beat the Saints. Like this Viking, and then yeah, I mean predictable got the shit kicked out of him pretty much by philly who's a good team so this vikings team is not some high-end team this very fraudulent record so we could probably get another one and yeah it's not a team i'm laying three and a half on the road with even against a, a rookie quarterback this is a very i think we still can say that mcdaniel is a smart head coach he has a lot more time to prep for bringing in a kid like this and i think they might have there be, might be some wrinkles because you still have uh, Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Like, if you can mitigate the damage that having to start a seventh round rookie like this can do by really, really quickly taking the ball and giving it to Tyreek Hill in, a, in an easy to execute way for Skylar Thompson, Dolphins, you know, Dolphins offense might eat up Minnesota a little. Because the Minnesota defense hasn't been impressive either. Yeah. So, they're pretty, uh, this pretty is, rough. Yeah. There's a there's a decent chance if this keeps going, I might have Miami plus four. And congrats like to anyone who grabbed like Minnesota minus one. That was, that was a really good grab. Good grab. Armstead, um, yeah, that, that's another part of this too. We got to see a few more. Uh, I'm, Tyreek, I was worried about until today's report. Armstead, we need uh, we need some we need some clarity on. And then yeah, it is weird. I've seen this. We've seen this though, where it's like um, if he can back up, why can't he start? I don't know. It's one of those things. So it, yeah, it's it, a complicated situation. And, and uh, honestly, like yeah. if Teddy dresses like that, and Patrick's saying the same thing, are we a hundred percent sure Teddy isn't going to end up starting? If you have a plus four, and then all of a sudden game day comes, and they're like, you know what, motherfucker's feeling good. He's looking good. 
glassy eyes are gone. He's concussion free. We're just going to start Teddy. You're going to feel pretty good about having a four because that'll drop to two. They're not going to play him. I don't uh, think so. Yeah. Uh, Tron Armstead question matters. Uh, Austin yeah. Jackson's went on injured reserve Friday, although he's been hurt since September 16th. Uh, Xavier Howard questionable, but he's going to play through a groin injury. Not that uh, he was going to be able to defend uh, Justin Jefferson anyway. Raheem Mostert, kind of the bell cow now. He didn't practice because of a knee. Uh, yeah, the Dolphins are. I think I think Mostert right was just like a maintenance on that knee kind of thing. I think he's okay. going to be fine. He looks very good. All right. Well, I'm going to stay away from that game. Uh, don't need to get involved at this point. And Randy the... has a good point too. Like. You know, Teddy, if Teddy doesn't take first team reps all week and yeah. then they have him play anyway, maybe it sucks to kind of start him where you might be actually happier with Skyler. I also don't think they're ready to rush back a quarterback for the second time in the season and see him get popped again. <laughs> like, that's not, they're not ready for that. Bad um, optics. Bad optics and a lot, bad a lot of things. Uh, San Francisco's at the Falcons. Uh, did we get confirmation that the Niners are at the Greenbrier, by the way? Yeah, they stayed east, which should help. Um, Manny Machado just hit a bomb. Go Padres. Oh. I'm kind of pulling for the Padres. Um, the Madres. Yep, San Francisco stayed out east as, honestly, there's no excuse it for anyone anymore to, if you're a team on either coast and you have two straight games on the other coast, I mean, you, you have the schedule well ahead of time. You don't need to use Hotel Tonight. This episode brought to you by Hotel Tonight. Download in the App Store now to find a place like that. Like you, you can plan well ahead of time, and the Niners have their little pad on the East Coast. They have their love nest here. So yeah. I, I like that they're doing that. At the same time, we talked about this. What did this line close at with Carolina last week? Six? Yeah. That's and where we're at where, now. Where would you have Carolina? Where would you have Carolina and Atlanta? If they played each other on a neutral, what would you make this, that number This two? week, the week after they fired their coach? Uh, I'd probably make Carolina two and a half point three favorites. But in a normal week, in a normal week, I would make Atlanta two and a half three point favorites. Yeah, that's kind of what we were saying. When we alluded to this a little Sunday, we said, why would, uh, why would the Niners be five and a half, six point favorites against Carolina? And then, again, same road game, same amount of, uh, same amount of spread against a team that's probably two or three points better. And adding to that, they've lost two pieces of a secondary. They yeah. had one massive piece <laughs> off their off their pass rush and Joey Bosa gone by the yeah. Joey Bosa I've ever seen. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Yeah. Nick Bosa Armstead, then, Kinlaw, Armstead Jimmy Kinlaw Wolfert, didn't practice. Emmanuel Mosley, Samson Ebicom, five everyone. Five everyone. or six major pieces i bet this at plus six okay. plus 15 plus six minus 115 it moved a penny but uh yeah this is this is a price i i had to take because it doesn't make a lot of sense i love the niners i think they're very good but this is a price play it doesn't make sense based off last week's market i know they beat the shit out of carolina but that was a, a team that was probably quitting at that point because their coach was one yeah. foot out and Baker sucks. They have um, cluster injuries at cornerback and and offensive line. And now D-line. 
three cluster injuries on this team. Who would have thought it could happen to the Niners? San Francisco. Four straight Amazing. Uh, Do you like the over 44 in that game? I think it's pretty much on. Okay. Because Falcons' defense can still be gashed, but their offense is plucky. They're plucky little turkeys against a defense with no pass rush and no cornerbacks. Yeah, both teams are going to not be able to pass rush, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess I'd lean that way. I like the side a little better. All right, I'm going to think about this. I'm essentially I'm betting on I'm betting on Falcons points. Um, defensive player of the year. Somebody just brought this up in the chat because of all the injuries. You know, obviously TJ Watt. Um, I don't want to mention it and have though. someone else get hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Micah, Micah Parsons is your chalk right oh. now. But oh he's no! Dealing don't, with don't a groin make him injury. Get hurt. Oh, is but he? he's already hurt. He's dealing with a groin injury. If that gets worse and he misses time, I mean, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, Rashawn Gary, Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Max Crosby's yeah. twenty-eight to one right now. I don't hate Crosby's, that for a little punt. Crosby's not not crazy. Somebody made a case uh, in a DM to me for uh, Matthew Judon, just based on like counting stats. He's kind of getting them. And if he ends up with, you know, 18 sacks and a bunch of other people are injured, that's kind of a sneaky look. He's a bigger number, but uh, I like Max Crosby quite a bit. If he, especially if you can find something better than 30. Right now, I'm just seeing, I'm seeing a 28 at Bavada. I'm just have one book open, but um, yeah, sneaky look there. It's maybe time to start adding some of those as people are getting injured. Um, Max Crosby's got six sacks so far this year. He's not really going to threaten the record, I don't think, but he is pretty awesome to watch. He's forced one fumble, one pass defense. His tackles was, are good. And His he was, pressures yeah, he look good. He's good on primetime. Like, yeah. When he did that, the one play the one play that stuck out of in a very fun game was where he shucked the guy to the right yeah. and then came back and re-shucked him to the left and just came over the top like an animal. And he is an animal. He's scary. Uh, okay. Chandler does look a little watch too. It'd be it would help him if Chandler could contribute. So do anything, to maybe yeah. double him. Just do anything. Um, Crosby's not getting nearly as many pressures as the likes of Joe Judon. Weirdly, is getting a lot of pressures. Maybe he is live. <laughs> Hendrickson might be live. He's getting a shitload of pressure. I don't know, man. Um, Judon looks, looks like an interesting call a, to keep. There's an eye a on seventy-five too. to one on Judon right now. Like that's not a terrible call, just based on the counting stats he already has. Hmm. Oh, let's okay. head to you where you're not, but normally are Los Angeles, California, Southern California. SoFi Stadium will host new our newest head coach and the Carolina Panthers heading. Who is town. the uh, interim head? Wish I wouldn't have led with that because I can't remember his name. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not McAdoo. Let's see, no. defensive coordinator or the special teams coach. Who do they all? Oh, they do? got rid of stuff. Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. I was thinking of the uh, the bouncer from Jerry. Jerry he Springer. he was a very bad D coordinator for the Cardinals not that long ago. You type in bouncer from the first one that comes up is Roadhouse. Like, how do you not know who the bouncer from Roadhouse is? You guys, why are we Googling that? The bouncer from Jerry Springer was what I wanted to know. Steve, Steve Wilkes. Wilkos. Steve Wilkes Steve had Wilkes. a one. He had a one-year shot as head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. 
mm-hmm. and then a one-year stint as Cleveland's defensive coordinator. And then he got elevated from the secondary coach of the – oh, man, his career is trending in the wrong direction. Uh, um, I mean, usually when a team fires their coach, there's a little bit of a bounce from the players, uh, a little bit of a response. Like, they get it. Um, they're next. If they suck, they may be looking for work next year. Uh, the problem is the quarterback is mostly the problem there, and the offensive system is a huge problem, and none of neither of those things are going to change. We think Baker probably plays, and I guess does it really matter? No. Uh, biggest, Honestly, the biggest news out of this whole damn thing has been the Rams are decidedly and decisively dealing with trying to figure out how to get OBJ back on this team right now. Because this offense, like I said, when I mentioned the big downgrade, this offense has been a big downgrade. I don't know that he fixes it. A lot of it seems to come down to the coaching, really the play calling. And maybe some of that is on Stafford with, you know, not checking out of these runs. But if you're going to continually to just, you might as well just kneel on first down. If you're going to keep running Cam Akers in the eighth, the A gap, like that's just, that's a recipe for second and 11. And third and eight, and then oh, let's just double cup because they're gonna probably go to him anyway. And now you have to convert these third down and longs with Ben Skoranek. It has been a really, really gross offense. Randy Mitchell's pointing out no home field advantage either. Even with a team from the East Coast, it seems like these LA teams. It is a college town, guys. Hollywood. It's an industry town, but this is one of those where. I am grossed out by either side. Like if you yeah. gave me the Panthers, I would want 14 and a half. And if you gave me the Rams, I'd want like six, seven, <laughs> six. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I can't make a case for an offense. that has been so inept to lay this many points against anyone. And to be fair, the Panthers are my 32nd ranked power rank team. I just don't have the Rams eight points better than them. And I'm not sure I could give them two points of home field to begin with probably more like one and a half and the Panthers, like in what world should I be betting the Panthers? And I think Christopher Davis hit on this. Like if you bet the Panthers, maybe just bet them to win. I like that. If, if you really do like a bounce back, take a little 10 and a half, but just bet them to win the fucking game. Yeah. Cause if it's not going right, they're not covered for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're not backdooring this. This is going one way. You know, this is a vacation for these guys. If uh, their season's over, uh, ugh, no, no play for me on this one. No, no interest. I, I, I don't like anything about this. All right, tough question for you here about Arizona Seattle. We're not going to get the three, I don't think, but I would take it if it showed up. So at this point get involved at all in this game or play the money line or stay away entirely. What's your, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Seahawks. I don't think you're getting the three either. And is this a case where the market is just not adjusting fast enough to the fact that Geno Smith is effective. He's effective. He kind of, does a pretty good job taking care of the ball. Honestly, he's, he's finding a way to make this offense work. We said if they have, oh, oh, woe is the Seahawks. We said they have Drew Locke and Geno Smith. If they only had a good quarterback, they actually have two really good wide receivers. So the fact is like, it was almost like an if then 
It's like if Gino can play 25 to 50% better than uh, the baseline that we put him at, why, you know, then maybe that, that just doubles like his, if he can be a little efficient on his own, that's going to get this huge boost because he has good wide receivers. Like it just like unlocks a bonus for him. So the Seahawks offense deserves a decent upgrade and the defense still stinks. That's why this total's so high. Um, and that's why I, I, again, in a game where I think there's going to be a shitload of scoring on both sides, I'm not excited about taking two and a half. I would take, yeah, if I had to bet this, it'd be Seahawks money line or Seahawks team total over. But I do believe, and I talked to somebody about this, I said, I bet there's a spot here where Arizona's been a little slow starting. Like you said, the, the plays have looked better in the second half when Kyler's just kind of uh, riffing. So yeah. I think if you wanted to, and this, you yeah, know, this could end up horrible. This right, could end up horrible. This. this could be like a trading game. Where, yeah, you know, give me Seahawks plus 125, and I bet somewhere in the second quarter, I could take the Seahawks or I, I could take the Cardinals plus 140, plus it could be 14 nothing, and I could get a big number on this and just trade out and have a nice little tidy little profit, and not watch the rest of the goddamn game. Yep, so Seattle, Arizona, yeah, yep. Seahawks. If I do play anything in this for legit, not like hey, I, I'm gonna trade this. Seahawks first half money line, which you should probably get, you know, I don't know, a little, little, little better than even money. Uh, I know that the side is like Cardinals minus a half. So you probably get plus 105, plus 110 if you shop around. I don't hate that. Just a, a Seahawks first half money line. And then depending on how, the, how things look, then just hammering the Cardinals in half. It's not crazy, man. Because I mean, the Seahawks defense is still a problem. Uh, we and, and also, yeah, this my plan where I don't watch any of the game is because I'm watching Bills Chiefs. I don't yeah. want to have to watch this game either. Despite you know, you might get a it might it might bridge the gap between the day games and the night games though because they may slide it back to avoid a crossover with the Mariners. The Mariners yeah, that's the other Astros, thing too. I've never seen be. something like that. They would start this like a full hour or two later if the if the Mariners had to play. Amazing. So it's it's weird. I haven't seen baseball fuck with football in a while. Yeah. It was like bro, little brother got dessert first. All right. Let's talk about Bill's Chiefs. You had a pretty solid read on the Chiefs in the Monday Night Football game. Taking a little Vegas plus seven and a little Chiefs minus seven and a half at halftime. Uh, that I, was nice. I, I, I'm under right thirty there and a half. Under thirty and a half. Lands on thirty. Smack on thirty. Some missed field goal. Everything to go perfect. Just a missed field goal and some crazy other nonsense and a missed two point. Did they miss a two point conversion at the end? I think they did. Both teams um, did. Okay. Well, uh, the Bills take on the Chiefs, and this was. I don't remember if we predicted it or not. I think we did, uh, but it's gotten. Pretty aggressive here in the betting market in favor of the Beefalo Bills. Um, this was a pick em on the look ahead, and it opened three. And, I mean, they are willing to write you all the plus three Kansas City Chiefs at all of the big juices to your heart's content for the big old, big old limits. What do you make of this market? What 
I mean, what would your number be like? I'm not that far off this. I think Kansas City is a fine team, but I I have a fair a fair enough gap to make the like a two a two and a half a pretty fair number here. So I mean, I I don't honestly disagree that much with with where we're at. So Neither do I. I. It, it, it I'll give them. Let's give them two points for home field. Let's give them a little above average for home field. That means the Bills are saying the Bills are four and a half, five points better. Like I get the people that are taking the plus three, but at the same time, it feels like a uh, a touchdown scheme where the three might not come into play when both teams have forty some points. This could turn yeah. into an absolute fun shootout. Um, I bet the over. Not only did I bet the over, but I'm I'm also not worried about like. Oh, I gotta get fifty-three or whatever. I bet over fifty-five at a plus number. I sold up a few points on on bookmaker. Either of these teams gets into a game state where they're behind. Yeah. Either of these teams can absolutely attack both of these secondaries. Like these secondaries are susceptible to what the other teams do. Honestly, the best game state for me is either of these teams gets up by like fourteen points. Yeah. Because it's like a free fourteen points from the other team. It's like they are going to catch up, make a game of this. No one, neither of these teams is going to be able to just say, hey, we'll just run the clock out or we'll just run the ball a lot. And it's not that, first of all, it's not in the Bills' DNA as far as their MO from a coaching standpoint. And the Chiefs, if they start running, I feel like they're going to just be gashing. They have three kind of decent running backs at this point. So I'm going to bet this over. And by going to, I mean, I already have. Yeah. Uh, a lot of no, I don't blame people taking plus side. three though. So if the Bills, if the Bills were at full strength on defense, I'm very much a Bills better in this game because I think they have the scheme and the visionary and Frazier to run a plan A, which really does frustrate Mahomes and the, and the Chiefs' offense. But right now, everybody's hurt. The entire D line looks like they're carrying injuries. They got three cornerbacks on the, uh, you know, with questionable tags on top of Trey White is still unavailable. Safeties, both safeties hurt. When they had Hyde and Poyer healthy, they couldn't stop Travis Kelsey. So I don't know what the plan is now, um, you know, with one of those guys. Is Kelsey in form right now? He is. (laughs) He is quite in form. Yeah, I think this should be a pretty fun affair. And first to 40 wins kind of a deal. Um, so your over is a good look. Um, I'm just excited to see these guys. So, you know, last, this is, this is, this is right now Mahomes and Josh Allen are kind of the only fun things going in the NFL. Am I missing anything? Like it's not really fun to watch the Eagles beat up on shitty teams. No, L- Lamar when he's when he's <laughs> Lamar, on is, when he's is on, fun. Yeah. Skylar Thompson's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gino. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Gino's I take it back. Gino's, Gino's fun. fun. Uh, I, 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 you know what? I, I, I bite my tongue. I'm very much enjoying the Baker Mayfield 2022 experience. Uh, this has been everything I had hoped it would be. Um, the uh but yeah ultimately uh uh i'm just yeah i'm fired up for this game should be great i hope both guys make it through healthy and i hope josh allen wins because that cements him the mvp right yeah that's that's the other reason how does he win this game and not win the mvp ultimately yeah 
He's already a, a decent-sized favorite. Again, people are big favorites two weeks before the season ends and lose it out because of things can happen. But, yeah, this is that's the other part of this. I have enough action on Josh Allen MVP that I have essentially bet Bill's money line here. I think so, I have, too. So that's where that's where I'm fine, just abstaining from anything there. Um, no touchdown Thursday night football was fun. The fact that you poor fuckers had to sweat overtime with those no touchdowns. Amazing. Amazing. And still came out smelling. So great. Goes, God bless. Sam Lips. So yeah, that's great. Some of you guys, uh, some of you guys are absolutely. Yeah, Sam. Amazing. Yeah, the early the M the MVP favorite ought to be the deep dive discord. Those guys are killing it this year. And uh really good, uh really good yeah. discussions in there all the time. Absolutely. Like like yes. I said, I, I'm not writing work. stuff constantly, but I'm always going and reading stuff because I like to read. Um, all right, let's close it out with Dallas Philly. I do have I do want to mention one thing about Monday Night Football before we close out. We have time. I know you. I gotta get back on vacation. Uh, we, we missed a comment Philly. too. Ad yeah, yeah. asked. He says, "Are you in my grandmother's bathroom?" Me? Yeah. It's like. So is that wainscoting or what is it? Is it tile? I don't really know. It's odd how it's, it goes halfway up like a chair rail. Yeah, it's kind of like um, uh, it's kind of like beadboard, but it's very ornate. I don't know. Oh, it's incredibly ornate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Beats the hell out of me. All right. <laughs> I don't get it. Let's go to Dallas, Philly. This is a fun one too. I made a case for this last night when I talked to Jimmy the Bag, and I said, "Don't you feel like?" Dallas is just like playing with zero pressure here. Like all the pressures on Philly They're They've been anointed by the media. They're the last undefeated team. They haven't been, you know, they haven't had a good season really since the Super Bowl run. And they've done a lot. I mean, the turnover at quarterback and coaching since then has been immense. So it's like, this is a new regime, a new, this is a new team, almost a new franchise compared to, mm-hmm. you know, that Super Bowl is not that long ago, but this is a, you know, a team that's, like I said, they're getting all their the love from the media. And Dallas is in this weird spot where, like, if you'd have told them they'd be sitting here, let's say the Philly game is over and they've lost it. Let's and they tell you, like, hey, you guys went you guys went like uh four and one with uh with Cooper Rush. And and then Dak came back. A fucking Jerry Steven. All the all the Cowboys fans, Stephen H or uh, Skip, they're all shaking hands on that. Oh, like, can course. you imagine going like when we went into this? We're like, oh shit, Dak's gonna be missing for a good chunk of the season. Like, this is a big problem. But if they come out of this and the and it sounds like Dak is throwing the ball and he's throwing it and his grip is okay, whereas he might be back next week even. If you are four and two at the end of this stretch where Cooper Rush had to play these games. I feel like you're just absolutely tickled by that. Of course. So, and then, so at the same time, like sometimes teams that don't have any pressure like that play well. It's not like, it's not like I'm not trying to say, Hey, they're just going to punt this game because they've already gotten so many wins in a spot where they were in a rough spot, but this is, it feels like a no pressure game for the Cowboys and all the pressure for the Eagles. And if Mike, if Mike is hurt, Ooh. that's a big issue. But we'll finally get to see uh, we'll get to see the Eagles tested by a pretty good pass rush. I don't know. I, I made a case for the Cowboys defense being slightly overrated. I think that's true. 
Um, I don't, that's not saying like they're bad. I'm not saying it's a bad defense, mm-hmm. but like they didn't, they didn't do anything to stop the Buccaneers. Honestly, the Buccaneers could have put up 30 that day. They didn't have to. The, also, Bengal, yeah. the Bengals game was just a dream matchup. Like if you have outside pass rushers that can get home, you're going to stop the Bengals. The Giants were not kind of coming into their own yet um, in that game. The Commanders, you should everybody should beat them, especially if you have a good pass rush. And the Rams, the current iteration of the Rams with the offensive line injuries and the way that offense is playing, like that again, you held those two teams to ten points the last two weeks. But <laughs> it's it, it's not the Eagles. Yeah. It's not you know it's not Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, um, Ravens. It's not like a high end team. So this yeah, is a good. No. It's a very good defense, but it's maybe not as good as some of these results have made out to be. The common thread of all the teams that the Cowboys have played to this point is that they were playing offensive lines who are extremely injured and or just outright bad. Uh, Rams, Commanders, Giants all had keyholes. Bengals has keyholes. Buccaneers were down to the third string center and guard. Like they, they've gotten the beneficiary of playing some really poor O lines, and so that's accentuating how good their D line has been. Now they're going up against the best in the Eagles, and uh, that's going to be a tough, 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 tough task. I think the Eagles ultimately win this one wire to wire, and I'm not worried about them in comeback mode. I'm not worried about the pressure. I'm not like running to the window to lay six. I don't think that's a super price, but um, the Eagles D line getting after Cooper rush and the Cowboys O line finally being a little bit of an issue in this game seems realistic to me. Um, Cowboys still lean on Zeke too much. Cowboys still haven't fully integrated their passing weapons into the offense perfectly. Um, Kellen Moore is not, you know, coordinating the world's best offense here. Um, Rush has limitations. I think the Eagles are far, far better team in this one, and that's why they're six-point favorites. But uh, ultimately, I think they get the win in the cover. Yeah, I would, I would tend to lead the Eagles, and this is one of those where we're Eagles getting those total over. We're getting the preseason treatment on the Eagles' first half, where it's minus six, but it's minus three, minus one nineteen. You're paying extra for that first half three. I kind of like that uh, first half three, but if I can find a little more reasonable number, I'd be happy. Um, Eagles over 24 and a half. Team total is a good look. They stayed under their team total last week. They keep doing this where they come out hot and then they just, they don't get the the last touchdown. Like they're always like one touchdown under their team total or one score away every week. This is, I don't know. I I, I think this is a good spot for it because it is a little lower. Kellen, a couple people have asked if we're going to do an NBA pod. I don't know if we have fucking time. Uh, Drew's yeah. on vacation. NBA starts Tuesday. Uh, that's a. I don't know. What do you do? Like, do you want to? We did. We Tuesday did one afternoon? during. We did one during the uh, halftime of the uh, Colts yeah. Broncos game. You remember that? Yeah. If you go back and watch the Colts Broncos halftime show, we did a, a good fifteen minutes on NBA. It was good. I thought. I would just say the same stuff. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll we'll do some. Me and Noops will do some stuff on Brown Bag Monday. Yeah, you Tuesday. know what? Also, also like, well, there's the NBA season is nice and long, and you know I've only taken long shot stuff in the futures market so far. So, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of games left. Yeah, we'll get to. Uh, I don't know we'll, we'll get to some of this stuff throughout the season. 
think it is one of those things. All my best NBA bets are placed like during the year. It seems always, like. always, always. I've, uh, you know, a thing I've really enjoyed not only in the NBA but other sports too is just like these mid-season win totals when you can really kind of make a case for you know some of these teams with the schedule they have remaining. Oh, yeah, so. I agree with that. And we did have—I um, forgot. Wait, I had a listener question in the in the DMs over at at Deep Dive Pod on Twitter. He was asking about back to Arizona, Seattle, and you know, he he said like the fact that this number was sitting at this. And I mean, we kind of basically already touched on this a little bit as far as where the number is, and I said it's just like that they haven't adjusted. He was using three. For a home field, he said, you know, because this is this is in Seattle. So would it's it be, Lumen. Because it's at yeah. Lumen. Well, and even that he's you know, he said, would it would it be a you know you go to a big number to I mean flip flip the home field here. Flip the home field, put this in Arizona, use the use the same number, and three let's give yeah. I think it just goes across three. I think on uh, a I neutral, mean, I think on a neutral, no, uh, Arizona is a flat three-point favorite. In Lumen, it's two and a half. In Arizona, it'd be three and a half. Yeah, because think, well, and that was his question. He was using three for a number, which is that kind of used to be the standard. He said so, like on a neutral, you know, is this Arizona by six? Because at that point, it was a minus three. And he's like, in Arizona, is this Arizona minus nine at Arizona? And no, like right now, the way home field is really, unless you really have a good home field advantage, you shouldn't be getting, nobody's getting three anymore. It's closer to 1.8, I believe was the the calculated number for kind of the last couple of years. And the the thing is too, like when you're moving 1.8, let's say, let's say we take it from, Seattle and put it on a neutral and it was a four minus four. I'm fine moving it to minus five and a half minus six because it's minus four. But the fact that it's two and a half mm-hmm. and that first step is across the three, you probably That's, don't. That wipes it all it, out. All it costs, it costs yeah. a lot more uh, and it's a bigger jump in win probability. So like, you know, once you go to a neutral, you can't move it. Let's just round it to two. You're not moving a full two points because that first point is across three, and that kind of steals a lot of the win probability. So you're when you're like Drew said, when you move to a neutral, you're probably only moving this a point because it has to go to three and a half, and that's such an important jump. And then when you get to Arizona, may, so maybe in Arizona, maybe this is four and a half, maybe you know four and a half or five. So. That said, I think the point still stands that Seattle's not getting enough respect in the market. But okay, yeah, so here it's, it's weird. It's weird you do... when when you when you flip when people do that math and say if this were on a neutral, I'm going to move it this many points. You can't always just move it that static amount of points if it's sitting at six and a half, seven and a half, three and a half, two and a half, and you have to cross something. And the same thing goes too is you know if you're crossing zero, sometimes you can move it from a two to a two. You know, a lot of those points don't matter. The win probability surrounding zero and one is is so low. Where sometimes it's a, it's a three point move, honestly. 
So um, the way you really want to know, if you want to know, and I haven't provided very little value on this podcast, so apologies to listeners, but here's your little, here you want to know what it would be. This is why I brought this up. So um, can do this. So the Cardinals, the Cardinals, the penny money line on Cardinals right now is minus 136. Seattle is plus 122. If you basically say big free then, the um, big free the money line ought to be minus 129 plus 129. That is telling you that the Cardinals have a 56% chance to win this game on the road. If you add 8% to that for neutral and 8% to that for um, for home. Being at home. So 56 plus 16 is 72%. They would have a 72% chance to win uh, at on the road. And then that ultimately would be 1.38% eight money line um which is what in decimal like minus two four two forty eight no i'm not even close it's like Honestly. it's like minus two fifty seven ish so that is the that's about the eagles price so they would be yeah, in the ballpark of a minus five and a half minus six yeah if they flips so you'd get a cumulative three and a half points from flipping for flipping. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that was a better way to explain it. I mean, it, again, going across the three just eats up so much of that win probability that it it's like, you know, you're trucking and that just slows you down. Yeah, so exactly. When you, when you do it more of a, we need to add 8% or subtract 8% and then add more 8% for the move to Phoenix. And that's how you get that 72. So that was a good good explanation. You did add value today. All right. Uh, Chargers, Broncos, did you have any read on that? And I think you answered this question. 1.8 translates to roughly 8%. Yeah, 8%. Yep. That's right. Chargers, Broncos, you got a read? Under? Um, Under, uh, the Broncos have been the best defense in the league in the red zone by a Mm – Considerable margin, honestly. Their best offensive uh, defense in the red zone as well. They cannot score themselves. No, that's what I was about to say. They're, <laughs> yeah. they are the, oh, they're, they're fir- they are yeah, first yeah, and 32nd. Yeah. They are the best defense in the red zone. They are the worst offense in the red zone. Like, why are we not just taking Broncos team total unders every week? I like it. I like it. All right, so, good deal. Well, Justin Simmons it. back. And that, that Justin Simmons further makes that's this good. an under game. Yeah, it looks. I, I love everything about it. We'll we'll cover that more on Sunday. All right, all right, man. You guys, good stuff. Again, hit the thumbs up. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for the chats. Thanks for the laughs. Thanks for the love. <laughs> and you know what? We'll see you guys tomorrow night. What are you gonna What are you gonna get up to tonight up there in Oregon? I need to do a little hangover recovery. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone uh, uh, I had well it wasn't it wasn't a hangover, it was just got a little under the weather on Vegas. He ordered the IP. <laughs>